boys. Take one. Dum 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 be do be dum 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 be do be dum 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 be do be dum. Whoa 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 whoa. Whoa, week. what? <laughs> Are we starting? Is this the start of the podcast? Sorry, I really sprung that up on you. You did. You yeah. surprised me. I was just jamming out to the song. Yeah. I forgot I was even supposed to be talking. It's so. been so long since we recorded, about <laughs> a week. It's We just took a six-month break. Oh, shit. You beat me to a better version of my joke. Yeah. Which is going to be that we've been on break for six months, but your joke was that we'd been on break for a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mo- the best jokes have roots in truth. Yeah. And that's why they're funny. I agree. Put on your baggies and huaraches too. It's the Beach Boys Boys, the world's number one podcast about the world's boys. Pete and PJ. Yeah, I'm hey. Pete. And you're PJ. Thomas, and we're here. I want to say my Turn own name. Turn this song off. We're done. This is some bullshit. This is a... Pff, why are we even recording today? You ever... PJ, you ever wake up on the wrong side of the bed sometimes right i wake up on the wrong side of the bay <laughs> you know so on the north bay because us south bay surfers you know we're we're where it's at exactly if you remember the hit do, you south know bay do, surfer. do you have any songs about the bay mm, i have a couple of not songs, songs. About the bay. i meant stories <laughs> any songs or stories i do have a song about the bay that i can play for sure okay um mostly the one that i just referenced is the main song that i can play yeah Ah, a preview of all the beautiful Denny drums we're going to hear on Wild Honey. <laughs> he, this is a bit of a spoiler alert for the upcoming album we're going to talk about. He never plays more than like one of the drums at a time, I don't think. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Denny is like the best worst drummer I've ever heard. And that's saying something. Like he's the best at being a... You don't notice he's bad unless mm. you really try and listen for like what he's doing and then you realize it's nothing <laughs> oh yeah he's <laughs> basically not a good drummer the one really good song and again this is all a spoiler for later in the podcast but the one really good song uh was a different drummer i was like <laughs> oh denny's so good now and then i looked it up and it's like oh no yeah. session drummer i mean there the was one the... session musician drummer yeah. or the one session drummer the, there was that quote that somebody had said in that pet sounds documentary that was like when they started the band they just threw denny some drumsticks and he was a drummer like mm, yeah that, seems I mean, right that's what happened but yeah well i mean he's a little bit that's what happened with all of them kind of i mean they all yeah. did play instruments but none of them well enough to be a professional band one could argue it's weird that they didn't mike make mike love do one was he just so awful at that's all true. of the ones that they were like here try this well he was carrying double duty on the vocals so maybe that's what it was he was the lead guy and the low end yeah. like oh, bass harmony he's guy. He's so bad at bass harmonies. <laughs> eh, that's arguable. Duh. That's what All he right. sounds like. We're done with that song. Twelve seconds before it actually ends. I'm but back to this. Uh, back to this whole thing. Uh, got any stories back about the bay? To the bay. Do I have any yeah. stories about the? Yeah. The bay. Yeah. Yeah. So I do love. Um, I do love Hawthorne Bay. Well, and down here in Anaheim, uh, there's a great bay where I have been surfing. It's Anaheim Bay. Yeah. Of course, is what it's called. Why wouldn't it be? Well, and I've been surfing, which is kind of impressive because it's a harbor. Yeah. <laughs> but what I do <laughs> is I go surfing. It's sort of like... You go to the you go to the uh, the Waterside Park and 
Yeah. Well, it's a surf in the wave pools. There's always a fat Mexican kid in a (laughs) t-shirt. You mean you mean the sun from Modern Family that I saw there like every day because yeah. it's a it's a lot of celebrities go to that yeah theme it's park. a celebrity I don't know yeah. why I had to throw in Mexican celebrity sighting well you know there are a lot it's we cannot hide the fact that there are lots of Mexican people in Southern California that's true and and by God we, we love them all yeah I was gonna say but what we can't hide uh, I'm trying to say but what we can say is that we are supportive of all legal immigrants. Uh, well, all immigrants, legal or illegal, is what I was trying to say. Any immigrant, come to my house and I'll... I would like them to come here. I'll play you a tune. Yeah. We'll play that. You know what? Uh, um, Someone, who was it? Some <laughs> some politician recently was in the news for saying that immigrants should try better to like assimilate into America. Oh, you mean the old woman who uh, works with me, who always is talking <laughs> yeah, about probably. how people should... Uh, Spanish people. She yeah. always calls them Spanish people. Uh, oh, should learn strange. English. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it was along those lines. Like he was on a CNN thing and said that, or said something uh, uh, like that, and then had to apologize later, of course, on Twitter. And you know, <laughs> I really, I don't agree with him. Like, I don't care if you assimilate that much, but just as long as all immigrants to America um, listen to the Beach Boys, that yeah. would be. That's really all I care about. That's if fair. they all are required to listen to our podcast and, yeah. take, a, and take a test afterwards on the Beach Boys. That would be great. I and list ra- their favorite albums in order. Yeah. I think they <laughs> should have songs. to list their favorite albums in order and then do a little quiz about us. Where we record from. Oh, just us? Yeah. My cat's names. That would be nice. You know. Yeah. Things you learn. Speaking of your cats, um, how are they, PJ? I've been meaning to ask you. Um, the other day I got a text from one saying that you were being really mean to it, and I don't really want to like totally just step in the middle of that. Because a uh, cat owner and cat relationship is, yeah, like I understand that that's between you guys and it's sort of private and everything. But at the same time, just some of the stuff he said you were doing to him was really kind of. You don't have to tell me which one it was. <laughs> Seemed a little disturbing. And I'm okay. It was Andre. Surprising. I mean, I call him Dre, but yeah. Uh, how could you not? Yeah. Um, the I call gra- him three stacks. The gray cat, whose name is Big Boy. Um, right. he, he is. A, he thinks he's the dominant one between the two right. of them, but uh, yeah. the other one is way smarter, like 10 times smarter than that one. But So he'll come up behind him and bite the back of the gray one. Will uh, Big boy will come up and bite on the back of Andre's neck and yeah. like act dominant to him, and I hate when he does See, it. So one of the things uh, Andre said you were doing is that you were biting the back of his neck. Well, so that's where this is going. He was really bothered by yeah. it. Yeah, he was uh, like, that's not cool at all, PJ. Whenever Big Boy does that, I go yeah. up and grab his neck and call him a little bitch so he knows I'm <laughs> dominant. See, that's the kind of thing that I'm, like, worried about in terms of if I'm getting texts from your cats about that sort of thing, I just, I'm concerned is all I'm saying. I'm they concerned. need to know who the big man around yeah. campus is. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's true. Uh, you do live on a college campus. Yeah. I mean, I'm the dean Here of students. Here in Anaheim. Yeah. UC. Anaheim. Um, yeah. Where did you go to college, PJ? Oh, thanks for asking. I went to UC Santa Cruz. Oh, banana slugs. That's right. Uh, I, they used my T-shirt for Pulp Fiction. Oh, wow. If you can believe it. Yeah. yeah. I was, you know, me and Quentin were just hanging out one day, and he said- Tarantino? Yeah. Oh. oh have you heard? Oh, okay. Interesting. I didn't know if you meant Quentin Tarantino or Quentin Travolta. Yeah. 
Well, it was Quentin Tarantino. Um, I I didn't know anyone knew him. That's funny. He's just kind of a school buddy, you know. Yeah. And uh, he's just an old, you know, an old an old friend. But we were hanging out, and in between n words, one day, he said, <laughs> he said, "Hey, didn't you go to school at UC Santa Cruz?" And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "Aren't they called the Banana Slugs?" And I said, "Yeah," and showed him my T-shirt, and he laughed. Um, and this was the other day. <laughs> no, it was like thirty years ago now. It was like nineteen ninety four. No, it was nineteen ninety. Okay. And he laughed so hard he fell off his chair, which was pretty funny. Um, just picture it, you know. But what was wait even wait wait wait. Sh- <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Well, what was even funnier is that he was wearing a robe, and when he fell off the chair, the like tie of the robe got caught and <laughs> and untied and then he fell off the chair and it was like literally ass over ass over face yeah but it was literally because his robe fell off because the tie came undone it was pretty funny you know weird thing the last person's penis in the world i would like to see is quentin tarantino's yeah 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 i bet it looks like his face um no it was actually just like really um detailed it's sort of seared into my memory i'm you know yeah. i can say that but anyway um so but then i said something about being able to see his banana slug which made him then fall down the stairs which he was next to because he was laughing so hard and that's why he didn't have a baby well yeah because i was living in a second floor apartment at the time mm-hmm. and so he fell down the stairs outside of my he rolled through my front door laughing because he was just convulsing yeah. with laughing and then down the stairs into the parking lot and then but i also lived at the top of a hill so then after i said the banana slug joke once he finally recovered from that then he noticed he was naked and then he started laughing even harder and just convulsed like and rolled his way all the way down the hill toward the ocean and that is how we got the story for hateful eight yeah so but then yeah well because then eight dudes came up and started beating the crap out of him (laughs) because he was naked on the beach which honestly in santa cruz isn't that weird but then one of them it but then he said in between kicks to the ribs oh you guys are such a hateful eight and then went that's an idea give me a pen and then he called them all the n-word well yeah and it was really awkward because they all were black but it was kind of unfortunate. What do you but think the N-word is? One of them was... <laughs> it was no. <laughs> no, but one of them was this guy uh, named Samuel L. Jackson. And so then he said, hey, you're actually... You're acting <laughs> really mean, but I can tell it's just an act because you're, cause you're actually like a nice guy. And he said, "Yo, how did you like? How did you know I was acting?" And Quinn's just like, "I just have an eye for the." And they just had like an instant connection, and then they made out. And then he, and then so that I ran down the hill, and the, but the only extra clothes that I had was that shirt, that banana slug shirt. So yeah. I handed it to him, and Sam, everyone called him Sam, pointed at the shirt and went, "That's a movie." And then four years later, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. And then two years later, Pulp Fiction. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the story. And then I—I I mean, I never saw either of them again after that. But I just like went to the movies one day, and they were showing Reservoir Dogs, and I went, "Oh, Quentin, that's a familiar name," and it was okay. And, but then two yeah. years after that, I went and said, "Quentin again. That's another 
that's weird that within two years I'm seeing the name Quentin twice. And then, N- but then noticed, but then yeah. saw Sam and was like, oh, there he is. And then I saw my T-shirt. So I sent him a letter. I tried to sue him, actually, but mm-hmm. it I didn't. I ran out of money. I can only pay the lawyer to send the one letter. But then they wrote back and said, okay, take us to court. And I said, I yeah. don't, I don't. I don't have the money. Yet. Yeah, and the I mean, lawyer, you, you were still on your, you were on the stipend from your parents at the time. Yeah, well, and they at that point had banned me from more legal activity because they were mad that you went and saw a rated R movie. Yeah, I was in trouble. I was just like Brian Wilson, still living with my parents when I was far too old too, <laughs> yeah. and living under their rules like curfew, going to rated R movies. But that thing about uh, UC Santa Cruz. Um, which we can totally cut, reminded me that I went to the Bay once. <laughs> oh, I will. So, but when you were asking about the Bay earlier, which reminded me not only of Anaheim Bay, which, by the way, I um, I surf when I go out in Anaheim Bay. I surf like, um, like I'm doing water skiing where I have a lasso, and I lasso it around tugboats and then surf in their wake. <laughs> And that's how I and that's how I surf in Anaheim I mean, Bay. Yeah, those tugboats always speeding around, making those good yeah. good waves. Yeah. Well, I'm not very good, so it's sort of training. Once I'm really good, I'll lasso the the um, the container ships, <laughs> which go a lot faster. So, but then I mean, but like what I was trying to say is that when earlier you asked me about the bay, I of course immediately thought about Anaheim Bay right outside my door, but yeah. also. Because I went to college at UC Santa Cruz, uh, hashtag banana slugs, hashtag UC Santa Cruz, hashtag I went there. Um, it reminded me that that is near another bay, uh, Monterey Wood Bay. Wood Bay is that, that? Yeah. 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 That's it. That's it. Just yeah. reminded you of Monterey Bay. That's all it reminded me of, just that Monterey Bay exists, which is pretty cool, honestly. I've been there. Yeah. It's sort of a half moon, crescent yeah, moon. I think you so. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So today, uh, <laughs> you son of a bitch, tell your story. <laughs> I got into a real NPR voice there. So today we're with uh, PJ Willow talking about. Ooh, oh, no last names. Oh, fuck. Uh, hi, everybody. Oh, man. Holy shit. I'm here to promote my album. Wait, I right, clear your throat. Oh, who <laughs> is this? Is this Ty's talk voice? PJ going to promote his album. <laughs> is that his normal voice? Not true. I've never heard him without This is why I like to speak with the talk box. I honestly can tell it's way less annoying. Yeah. Through the talk box. Do you want me to get my talk box? Nah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. Alright. Well now Bye. it's time now it's goodbye. Now it's time for our favorite segment on the show. What are you chugging, PJ? What am I chugging, Peter? Today, PJ is chugging. Well, I've got a, a dual, a dual chug. Yeah, I have not opened one of them yet, but I'm drinking a um, a diet Pepsi out of a fountain that I got at a gas station. Groovy. Which and which gas station uh, that we definitely have here in Anaheim? Seven Eleven. Lots of local chain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Groovy. Uh, I like those ones because they're open from seven to eleven. It's a very convenient time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then after I finish close that, second, I'm going eleven to, to seven. See, that one works for me because I wake up around ten forty-five and You're it takes me fifteen owl. minutes to walk there. And then when I get there, the hot dogs are fresh. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I do yeah. like eleven seven. Yeah. And then who needs anything after seven? 
That's true. Well, then you just go to Seven Eleven. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I've got a Coors Banquet. Cool. Did you know it's brewed with 100% Rocky Mountain water since 1873? Oh no way. Yeah. 1873. Yeah. Don't know if I believe that. <laughs> they were making. There was a beer company in 1873. It wasn't just the bar owner decided to like brew some shit in a barrel outside. PBR was brewing stuff then as well. Yeah, but that was at least in Wisconsin. Colorado was a, was like the Wild West in 1873. Except Denver. I think it's always been a bustling mm. metropolis. Maybe. This was brewed in Golden. But Coors is from Golden, yeah, yeah, which is up in the mountains and everything. Uh, the day that we... We, me and my friends went on a road trip to uh, Golden, Colorado. Well, we went to mm. Denver, but we went to Golden to visit the Coors Brewery, and they yeah. were fucking closed the one day that we were wow. there. That yeah. was the only day they'd ever been closed? Yeah. That's crazy. They're open from 7 to 11 every day, except yeah. for that day. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Wow. That's that's yeah. a sad story. People. And then the next year we went to the PBR Brewery, and it was pretty great. It was open. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Well, I'm drinking a, a Miller High Life. And that has been What Are You Chugging? Ah. All right, one of our favorite segments on the show. It's been a while since we've checked in with what we're chugging. I, I was going to say that. I meant to bring it up. Um, then yeah. I got too embarrassed. Well, I think the reason that we haven't used it is that we've been chugging the same thing for a few weeks in a row now. And so it would be a very boring episode. That's a you good know, point. Yeah. At least during our recent episodes with our pal Jake Iverson, I believe even though there were three of us, all three of us were drinking the exact same thing. So it was sort of a sort of a wash if you get my <laughs> meaning. <laughs> I pronounce it wash, but yeah. <laughs> so PJ the Beach Boys and that is what we're talking about today, exclusively. It's all we talk about. And solely the American. Do we talk about something else for fucking once, Peter? The Beach Boys. Okay. Oh, so you were asking me before the podcast if you want to. Do you want to talk about something else? We've yeah. been talking a lot of Beach Boys lately. We have. To be honest, I'm actually kind of enjoy. We talked about doing two albums this episode, and I was looking forward to having one so we could stretch our legs a little bit. Yeah. Let the people out there know we haven't forgot about their favorite part of the show, the part where we. Barely talk about the Beach Boys. Yeah. So, it is always a longer feeling part than it actually is. Yeah. Every time, uh, you know, I re-listen to the episodes to, like, make sure there aren't mistakes, biffs, errors, things like that, of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think it's, like, 40 fucking minutes that we were talking about whatever thing it was, and then it was only, like, 10, so. Uh, so, we are solidly... Uh, in oh, oh man, look at me almost going back to the beach was. That's crazy. You have to keep me so on track. You know, I just I am a one. Hey Peter, I'm a one. Don't don't say Mike Love next. <laughs> well, but what if I'm talking about how much I enjoy the microphone in front of me, and that I might have Mike Love for it? Do you? N- no, honestly, it's just fine. Yeah, yeah. Looks it's like a robot special. weighing. I guess I never thought about it that way, but now that I did, I, it's never gonna get out of my mind. It actually looks a lot like Quentin's. <laughs> yeah. Now you can't edit it out. <laughs> 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 so you were asking me before the podcast 
about my story about San Francisco, and it'll be really good because now it's inserted into the middle of the show with no, you Previous. know, natural, yeah. uh, uh, natural segue. Segue. Thank yeah. you. Uh, it's just I've I've been to San Fran one yeah. time, and I was just driving through on a road trip, and we weren't even staying there that night. It was like at two in the afternoon. We were driving through. But we wanted to see something. It was my father and I. We wanted to see something San Francisco-y, so we just drove up to Haight-Ashbury. Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, we just drove up to Haight-Ashbury's, Haight-Ashbury, the intersection, and parked and then like walked around for eh, 20 minutes. Yeah. So we did three. I got the San Francisco experience in that short, short time. We got... Ben and Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> Holy shit. Because there it. is a Ben and Jerry's right on the corner of Hate and Ashbury. I think it's the original one. I don't know that. I kind of assumed it was some corporate grab from <laughs> later on. Because that street is super commercialized, you know. Oh, yeah. And I went into a vintage store where everything was at least like $300. Oh, yeah. And it that was all like right. mint condition, you know, 60s hippie clothing kind of stuff. Um. And then also there were two dudes walking around completely butt naked. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it was great. The original I one got the entire experience. Vermont. That yeah. is a very San Fran experience. It was we were like literally in town for less than an hour and I saw everything I needed to see. But mm, did you geez. see a naked man, entirely naked except for a vintage vest with fringe on it, eating <laughs> Ben and Jerry's? No. Listening to Jimi Hendrix. I was that man. Nice. Yeah. 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 So it was pretty good. You know, it felt free. In one way, and I don't know, I can't be the first person who's noticed this about San Francisco, but I'm probably the person who's going to put it most interestingly. But San Francisco really feels like the kind of town where you could just be free, man. You know? It's like it's got so much history. Especially with music, I don't know if people realize how much music, how much music has been there, came out of San Francisco. How yeah. much? Oh, like all of it, pretty much. Oh, and well, so all of it except, of course, hmm. our boys. Yeah. Oh, the Beatles. Yeah. yeah. So, um, although they lived there for most of the time, they were recording. Yeah. So it doesn't even. That's count, fair. I think basically. they were based out of Georgia. <clears throat> well, they were that. from Georgia, yeah. and then they moved to San Francisco, yeah. um, and lived with Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah, that in makes the sense. Same, in the same um, eight-story yeah. townhouse. And then Billy Joel uh, introduced them to marijuana. The townhouse, that is true, the man of New Jersey himself. The townhouse was so thin, it was only one person wide, but it was eight stories tall. <laughs> and it was really, it was kind of a hassle when they all got up at the same time and had to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> they had to get up and be like, excuse me, I have to get to the recording studio, please. You need to go to the music factory. Excuse me, the... Excuse me, the the recording studio is has time for me this morning. Let me make my coffee. And they're like, it's only one wide. Ringo loved it. Yeah, that was my Ringo impression. Did you? Excuse oh, me. No, that's why I said it. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 That's Ringo. what PJ is famous for saying. For Ringo. That's what Ringo is famous for saying? What did I just say? <laughs> I, I'm not positive the I, sentence that just came out of my mouth. You, I said Ringo and that confused and you? And I said PJ. Yeah. Okay. Um, that I, is what you're famous I for I was going to say a Ringo ate my baby. Yeah. Yeah. Which that, Ringo, though? Star or a different one? Different one. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. Man, imagine if Ringo Star had eaten a baby. 
Whoa. That's what the album cover was. Yeah. That's why I got banned because they were like, shit, if oh, it gets fuck. out that Bruno he was convicted eating for eating a baby in 1963. <laughs> that album did not come out in 63. No, like it was a thing they were hiding. Oh, yeah. You dig. Yeah, just like Paul McCartney's death. I just rolled my eyes so hard. Oh, my God. We'll get to that. You got to stick your eye on the microphone. And then I have to stick it on the microphone? Yeah, did you just Is that do sanitary? It? I don't think that that's sanitary. They can hear it through the mic. Listen. I mean, they can hear you <laughs> pushing the mic with your face. I don't know if they can hear your eyeball more than if I just tap it with my finger. It's hard to say. So, PJ, during this time, hard cut. The Beach Boys. <laughs> I'm glad you're giving me. In between Smiley Smile. I don't know if you're telling the, the listeners that it's a hard cut. No, I'm or just. Or you want me to hard I'm cut just narrating it. my own talking yeah. by saying this is a hard cut. In between Smiley Smile and Wild Honey, <laughs> the Beach Boys wanted to make another fake live album. Oh, man. Where they pretended it was recorded in Hawaii. Guess what the title was? Live, You'll never guess. Laid in Hawaii. <laughs> such idiot nerds yeah Ugh. i think that was all mike oh yeah it had to be mike it and was then Denny mike, was like oh, it was mike okay. sober and then stone denny and carl were <laughs> yeah. like great fucking idea dude yeah. yeah so it never came out it's just studio did, tracks with a bunch of echo on it it's really bad it sounds like they're playing oh, to an empty did they release some room. of it though like i mean it was released on a um compilation that was that came out in like 2013 do you have a song from it yeah yeah do you want to hear their cover of um, Sweet Caroline? Oh, what was it? No, no, although their cover of With a Little Help from My Friends from oh, this I would scrapped live record. Love to hear it. What would you think if I said uh, would you stand up and walk out on me? Is that Mike Love? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song and I'll try not to It's gotta be Mike Love, right? You know how they say that uh, yesterday is the like, no, not yesterday. Uh, yeah, no, yesterday is like the most covered song of all time. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, this has to be a close second. I feel like I've heard everybody sing this song. It's got to be up there. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes friends, I can't find. I know I knew it, but sometimes friends all have girlfriends, and they don't help you through anything. They're busy hanging out with their girlfriends. I don't know, man. I swear to God, I had read who the lead singer was on that song. It has to be Mike. Oh, it's Bruce Johnston. Oh, that's why it doesn't sound that's like what, anyone okay. I know. Yeah, because he hasn't sung a lead yet on any release yeah, song. He's not a very good singer. He's fine. Yeah. He's very breathy. I feel like they should have made Denny do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, um, I'm glad that this never came out. Yeah. Bruce said they just recorded it to see what it sounded like. Sure. Yeah. Shut yeah. up, Bruce. Nobody likes you. He's like yeah. a for real member, right? Now? By now? Um. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, he records a bunch with them and like sings a bunch, but yeah. I don't think he's technically like I, he's not legally a part of the band i don't think until 68 or 69 do you think that although if, i would have to if i just started hanging out with a band 
right now, let's say Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. If I just started hanging around them, that eventually I would be in the band. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, you'd be called a lost member at some point. Yeah. Like that guy who was in... Oh, shit, what was his name? Pete Best. There was a guy... No, there was a guy in the Sugar Hill Gang, like, right before they got famous. And I just don't remember his... Yeah. But, like, yeah. So there's a lot of just, like, you know, secret members of bands. But yeah. Pete Best is another good example. Yeah. Or Steve Silkman. Or, um, um, or John Johnson, who was originally... The drummer, and then Mitch Mitchell took over. Or, but then later it was Bruce Brewston. Yeah. <laughs> or Chevy Chase was the. After that, it was Al Alson. And then Mike Mikeson. You done? Nick Nickel. <laughs> Nick Nickel would be a dope name. Um, yeah. Chevy Chase was like the original drummer of like the original incantation of Steely Dan or something. Really? Yeah. Wow. He was also the original drummer for No Doubt, I heard. <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. It's wild, yeah. That's so cool. It's so cool how connected that guy is, you know. Yeah. Chevy Chase just has a toe in every can of Pussy paint. around this green earth. Yeah, I call them cans of paint. <laughs> I sound very laconic. To, I don't know why I'm tired. I'm not, but I sound tired. So, PJ, would you like to get into it? Let's get into it. Oh, man. Let's get into it. So we are fully and truly... I'm going to have to edit so much of that. <laughs> no, I don't know why. How? What time stamp are we at? We're not even that far in. It's just been so It's dumb. like 23 minutes. Uh, Half an hour. Oh. Yeah, if you get that down to like 20, <laughs> that's probably good. <laughs> I see, now I can't. You're going to have to re-listen, though, to see whether the Quentin Tarantino thing is actually <laughs> worth it. I feel like there's maybe a world in which it's funnier than I thought it was while I was saying it, but probably not. As somebody who was listening, eh. <laughs> right. yeah, we're already taking a break now. <laughs> I'm gonna just take a break. Actually, so we are like. Uh, solidly in the era of the Beach Boys as a democratic unit, which is very fun. Uh, we even have uh, our first Beach Boys song written without any help from Brian. Yeah. Uh, in the entire, you know, Beach you know, Boys catalog. So, last, so far. Last week you were saying hmm. that, uh, what's his face? Uh, Brian Brian would give them just like a song from Smiley Smile. I think I can pick out the one from this album. Really? That did. Ooh, yeah. that is interesting because I would bet that you're wrong. But you think, you think we so? Will see. Yeah, I don't think you're going to pick it right. I think I am. Um, But I actually... Don't tell me. Yeah, no, I won't. Yeah. I actually really do think that there's just one per album for like the next six months. But um, there's a couple on a later one. But yeah. Okay, so... um. Yeah, so this is Wild Honey, which came out very soon after Smiley Smile. Um, like how soon? They, like, four months later, I believe. Oh, wow. Because Wild Honey came out in December eight on December 18, and Smiley Smile came out in September, on the 28th of September. Do you remember? So, like, three months later. Huh. So the Beach Boys were super active actually during this time, which is kind of wild. Honey. Like 
during this like the back half of 1967 over the summer and into the fall yeah um because being freed and like they just felt very refocused at this point they're on their own label yeah uh yeah kind of although they're also still releasing through capital i'm really confused honestly i don't quite understand how the brother records thing works yeah because they like are doing it and they're like producing other uh artists and stuff but they're also still releasing it through capital so i'm a little unclear but but they're also just recording in brian's home studio and they just feel refocused in terms of being like a band again and sitting around writing songs together instead of just waiting for brian to call them in to do their vocal takes kind of thing yeah and so they're pretty prolific for how you know not a lot you know just these two albums get released in 67 but there's like three full albums that were recorded during this time that didn't get released or no sorry and one of them didn't get released which was that scrapped live album we were talking about um, and then they recorded a bunch of other, they were touring, um, and then they recorded a bunch of other, like, just covers and B-sides and stuff. Like, they could have almost done, like, a double album here with Wild Honey and yeah. did not. They pared it down to be more focused, but, um, wait, no, I take that back. They could have done a normal-length record, because this is 24 minutes long. Yeah, it was very short. Um, they well, could have done a 40-minute record Boys, if they had yeah. put in the B-sides, but um, they wanted to leave it. So, uh, just something about Brothers Records. Uh, Google their logo. It's buck fucking wild. And it's all Beach Boys except for one other album by The Flames. Yeah. So, like, in its entirety. Oh, with the guy on the horse. From 67 to 2018. uh, It's all Beach Boys stuff except for this one The Flames album. Yeah, because their big, like, signee or discovery or whatever was Three Dog Night. Oh. But it was before they were called Three Dog Night, and then they like went to a different label, became Three Dog Night, and became okay. huge. But they were, um, I do like Three Dog Night. But they were like another Southern California band that mm-hmm. Brian, I don't know, decided to take under his wing, and then they went away because he didn't really want to have another musical anymore. Yeah. So, but this is also largely the last record that Brian really helps on. Like, Brian's still fairly involved at this point. Um, he only gets less involved as we go on. He's a, he's on a little bit of Friends, the next one. but With Monica so, and Phoebe? Hmm? He, he was a oh, yeah, he's a neighbor in one episode. So, um, so after the failed live album, which is just weird, because it's another in-studio, quote-unquote, yeah, like live fake. album. Yeah. Um, and, like, it has this weird intro that I'm going to play a little bit of for yeah. you from, I guess it's some guy who I don't know. Um, like, I guess he was famous, but I don't know why. Uh, or Fred Vale. Do you know Fred Vale? The name sounds familiar. I don't think I can name yeah. a song. But okay. Here's the intro this he recorded vale for them. The empty Memorial auditorium in Sacramento, California. Remember the last time in August of 1964, when the beach boys went about recording their first in concert album. Well, they're not here tonight. The audience is empty. There's nothing under the seat but chairs, gum, and litter. But they are in Hawaii, and they're ready to bring you back again. They're not in Hawaii. Sounds. The yeah. fabulous Beach Boys. And then it cuts to an in-studio, like, fake live thing. Yeah. Um, I looked up. What the oh, fuck, wait. right? It's just so, like, who? Uh, they were yeah. so stoned, man. Um, they just get dumb when they're stoned, though. They don't get more creative. 
I looked up. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. And then sometimes have mental breakdowns for forty years. Yeah. Well, I don't think that was the pot. I think that was the psychedelics, probably. That was. Yeah. Probably all of it. More than anything else. Um, I look. I tried to look up Fred Vale, and what came up was Mike Vale, who played the uh, Fred the Baker in the Dunkin' Donuts commercials from oh, yeah. uh, the eighties. Like time to make the donuts. Making a dunk run. <laughs> yeah, making a dunk run. His favorite. Uh, yeah. His famous. That's right. Thing. Um. But uh, he w- so he was the the mascot of Dunkin' Donuts, and then died yeah. of diabetes. Oh, that's sad. Was <laughs> yeah. it directly related to the donuts? It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be. It's like how Jerry died from fucking too many kids. From Subway. Directly you mean related. Jared? Yeah, that's what I said. You said Jerry. No, I did not. I swear to God, you said uh, Jerry. Well, Jerry Seinfeld also died from something, <laughs> but he's probably canceled next, right? Oh, it's got to be. Yeah. yeah. So, um, we're calling that out right now on the Beach Boys. <laughs> boys, <laughs> yeah, that's right. We yeah. knew before anybody we're else. We to tried to Seinfeld. Yeah. Fuck you off, evil man. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, now we can play that. Wait, we should timestamp it. So, <laughs> play April twenty seventh, two thousand seventeen. All right. So, um. So, but this record came about because they really, really wanted to reorient themselves as like a as a band. Yeah, they got blasted around like nice. after the Pet Sounds era for being like Stoners. just a vocal group. Oh yeah, you know, because they were singing over this lush orchestration, which is not bad, but you know, some reviewer made fun of them and so they took it really personally <laughs> mike yep. and uh so they wanted to go back to like just playing their instruments in the studio and writing songs together and singing and Fair carl enough. at this time was super into r&b so they Excellent. decided to record an r&b record so and mike at the time has a quote saying they were consciously deciding to be completely out of the mainstream which was all hard rock and psychedelic music the album just didn't have anything to do with what was going on. So, like... Is this what they're calling their R&B album? Yeah, this is R&B. I mean, most of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, it's a white guy R&B. Okay, but. yeah, that's what I was going to So, say. yeah, so influenced by Stephen Wonder. Stephen Wonder. <laughs> that's the best slip of the tongue. If you only know, I hadn't fucked my up the other favorite, it, I could have just walked yeah, over it. Our, my other favorite black blind musician is Raymond Charles. <laughs> Stephen King wonder uh, and the love and spoonful and the miracles uh, were some of the people that they cited at the time. So, and I was made to love her was a number two hit in the summer of 67. Hmm. So um, they wanted to cover that and uh, let's see. So yeah, so they played all the instruments on the record except for uh, a little bit of bass. And then I believe the drums on Darlin. Um, are the only instruments they didn't play, the band themselves. And so I have to imagine that um, Brian's not really participating in this. No, he's around. Is he around? Yeah. This is kind of the last one he's, like, around much at all for. Okay. um, So, and then they also purposefully used this, they detuned their piano on purpose to kind of give the record this, like, mellower sound. Um, Huh which I guess is kind of interesting. There's a fun, we'll get to it. One of the B-sides has a part at the beginning where Brian's playing the piano talking about how bad it sounds. Um, But it was apparently on purpose. 
So, but all the songs are still written by Brian and Mike, or are okay. credited to Brian yeah. and Mike, um, except the um, the one where it was the first non-Brian song or non-Brian inclusion. Okay. Uh, let's see. So yeah, so Hal Blaine of Wrecking Crew and Beach Boys friend fame uh, plays drums on Darlin. Uh, and then another guy plays bass on Darlin. I was made to love her, and here comes the night. And then obviously, the do you know his name? Uh, yes. And then uh, also the again the theremin inventor is playing theremin on which Wild is so Honey. cool. Yeah. Uh, it's a guy named Ron Brown. I don't know if he's a Wrecking Crew guy or not. He doesn't have a well. Carol K page, was so. the was the the bass bassist for the Wrecking Crew, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Technically, there's like forty people in the Wrecking Crew. I but Carol I, K was just the one who did most of the Beach Boys stuff. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. Like within the the like yeah that iteration of yeah so, yeah. So and then Bruce, as we talked about, is back and he plays a little organ and bass and then also sings on most songs, and is credited as a writer on the one song Brian's not involved in. So. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Do you want to get into it track by track, PJ? I'd love to get into it right. track by track. So Wild Honey by the Beach Boys, uh, quite literally the title song and title of the record came from a jar of honey on that they were eating from right. and going, oh, man, Wild Honey. <laughs> and then someone, this honey is wild. probably Carl, was like, but it also sounds like a thing you tell your girl. You're a wild honey. And then they all Ugh. went, that's a song. <laughs> And of course they did. Here we are. Uh. The titular uh, Denny track. Bongos. That he should just call himself Denny Bongos. Is that Carl? Yeah. Belting it out. It's great. All of it? Well, I, I was not sure what you would make of Carl's vocal takes because he gets very loose. He's a nice way to put it. I'm just going to say... Like here. I mean, he does... He has some high notes he cannot reach. That's fine. Put it that way. I'm, I'm trying to... I'm waiting for... There's a moment... Talk. I'll, I'll interrupt you if we get to um, it in the background. So, titular, like that note, you know. Oh. Right. All right. Go ahead. Um, titular track. This album. Yes. I like it a lot. It's. It is not fantastic. I did not know the R and B thing until you said it. It is not R and B. Yeah, uh, it is. It's not even white guy R and B. It totally is an R and B song, man. All right. I d- I would not consider any song on this R and B. The breakdown, by the way, we're about to get to is dope in this I don't song. think any R&B song can... That part is dope as hell. Yeah, this part rules. All of this, I like this song a lot. Sweeter. Sweeter. This is so R&B, dude. I don't know what you're... Like, kind of like you know 60s, like is? Motown's... Kind of stuff. I know what R and B is. This is not Motown. This is not R and B. It is. It's not. You can't call a song with a theremin on an R and B. <laughs> Just because the Beatles are the only people to use theremin. All right. So um, there's a great quote about Brian. So Carl, again, who was super into R and B, had a lot of fun 
singing these lead parts, and Brian has a quote that said, he was laughing and dancing around the living room while he was recording, which is... Of course he was. So cute. Little Carl. Little Carl. Shelby face right? Carl. So, yeah, this is a, like... I this will it. make it onto my favorite Beach Boys tracks probably by the end of the I like the show. song a lot. I the think it's really good. The song is pretty incredible. Wow. And a great... It's, yeah. it's one of the, like, only... Oh, man, what am I trying to... It's It's upbeat and, like, kind of badass in a way that yeah it's pretty much no beach boys song has been so far yeah it, it like this it actually has a tiny bit of edge this, aside from the white guy yelping part of it but you know um yeah i this album sounds like nothing they've ever done before like oh, yeah. it does not sound like the beach Bo- if you played me this record i wouldn't be able to guess it with the beach boys um just because up to this point it's been either surf music or pet sounds yeah um and so those are the two types of camps in the Beach Boys that I'm familiar with up to this, you know, right now. So it's just like, it's a, it's record for, it's it's the only record that feels of its time because all their surf music feels like it was made in 1959, oh. huh. and then Pet Sounds is just so ahead of its time. But this does sound like music from 1967 to me. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, right. I I don't think that's a bad thing. I love music from 1967. Yeah. Um, it's just, just like different, and they're, the vocals are a lot more raw, and oh, yeah. I love that. I Aren't think it's you really glad? good. I am glad. Mm. Oh, that's the name of the song. Oh, no, I know. Okay. Uh, and then this is Brian singing lead here, and then Mike takes over on the like nasally part. We'll get yeah. I like his voice here. Yeah. Yeah, the vocal takes are great. For sure. I like that. So little drumming. Yeah. It's hilarious because whenever there's a fill, the the like two bars before that he stops drumming, like, and it yeah. feels like he's getting prepared to do the fill. Yeah, it's great. I mean, honestly, if it's purposeful, it's really impressive. Like, it's really good drumming. Except it might be out I don't, of like limitations of what he can actually do. I have to imagine that's what's regardless. It. it works for all the songs. Like, no, I, I mean, I like the drumming on it. Honestly, I can't find anything to complain about. It's just like so basic. It's no, I wild. mean, it, it sounds fine in the mix it's and everything. Stark. It's just like Denny is not a good drummer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he's not trying to do things he can't. I guess, exactly. You yeah. Know? But um, I really like this song. This is a great song. And all the it's horns really on song, the chorus yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Pretty fantastic. Oh, his voice is so good on it, too. Uh, Brian's voice. Yeah. I do. And the, ah, who's that? Mike. Is that Mike? Yeah, I like man. Mike's voice on this, too. Mike's little falsetto here is good, yeah. Yeah, it's the first time I've liked, um, like, really enjoyed Mike's voice, I think. Yeah. And the little, like, chirpy backing vocals. Yeah. It's very good. I was made to love her. I can see the R&B influence, but I would not call this an R&B album still. Another Carl. Is it, I was going to ask who's Carl. Yeah. 
I like Carl's voice a lot. This song fucking bumps. That bass? Yeah, that's the the session bass. That's the other bass there, yeah. It's This song fucking rules. Yeah. I also really in any type of music, I love lyrics like that. Um what did he say? My my daddy poo pooed it, my mama. My, my papa disapproved it, my, my mama, mama. hoo hooed it. I love that. Like yeah. that using the same last word and like so like disapproved it is a real thing and then hoo hooed it, like Yeah. You know, that doesn't it means something but not really. And I yeah. love that in a lyric, like Yeah. I don't know. Pretty good. I, this song yeah, the song rules. This might be my favorite one off of this album. Yeah. Well, yeah. credit Henry Cosby, Sylvia Moy, Lula May Hardaway, and Stevie Wonder for this gem. Did they? They? Did, is this a cover or did those people write it? This is for a cover. Voice? Okay. Those people wrote it for Stevie Wonder. Yeah. I like Carl's voice on it a lot. Yeah. And that bass line is so fucking fresh. Yeah. This part is annoying to me. I always have hated that one part. Why? Because it's just too. Annoying and like cloying. I'm fine it's with it. Annoying. I'm surprised at how much you're okay with Carl's leads on this album so far. Actually, I like it. I thought I like his voice a lot. I thought you would find him kind of annoying and like yelpy, but no, because there's other music I listen to that's like this. Oh, okay. like that's uh, we'll get to it at the end of it. Yeah. But okay, let's listen to a little bit of the Stevie Wonder version now. Oh yeah. It's a number two hit. Oh. Oh, shit, yeah. Stevie Wonder has harmonica tone like I have never heard anyone else have. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, it's pretty great. I love anything Stevie Wonder does, though. Yeah. Yeah, he's Stevie Wonder. This is also when Stevie Wonder was, like, 19 years old. Or I know. Like, it's crazy, crazy how, like, young he was when he was writing music for other people and, like, doing his own shit. Yeah. It's great. Have you seen him on Sesame Street? It's amazing. Look up that video. Not everybody in a while. At home. Yeah. I remember seeing it when I was a kid. But... All right. So, you know, Stevie Wonder version's better. But that's okay. All right. Country Air. Little more pet sounds going on in the background, yeah. man. I like this one. I think it's the one I'm thinking of. I'm not sure who's humming here. They only credit group vocals for it, so. I like this. Yeah, it's a really good song. Also, one of only two group vocals on the entire album. Which is weird. And, like, hardly any backing harmonies. There's the occasional little fill that they'll do with a harmony, but yeah. it's almost all single lead, you know? Yeah. There's almost no actual, like, Beach Boys harmony which on is, it, which is very interesting. Yeah. 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 It's good. I like this song a lot. I like the humming. Yeah. I, I don't think I like it's, the like... The tune gets stuck in my head yeah. very easily. I feel like there's a more interesting part in here, but maybe not. 
I like that it's mostly humming and then like kind of a verse and then the chorus, which is just like it's kind of just like they're vamping on this one thing yeah. like over and over again. But yeah, yeah, I dig it's it. Good. It's good. A thing or two. Another Mike and Brian lead. This yeah. song sounds super Beatlesy to me. From the drumming the to drumming? the vocals yeah. to everything, it all sounds Beatlesy to me. I mean, I can, I can, the drumming and the this guitar a, a little bit. Vocal. I like that. Is that Carl? No. I mean, it it might be. I don't know the the uh huh part. Yeah. It's either yeah. Brian or Carl. Yeah, I like this song. Yeah, it's a very good one. I, I think maybe the the tempo change is pretty Beatlesy too. Yeah. Because it is like a gradual speed up, right. and then it and then goes they back break it down for the to, chorus. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then it goes back to the original tempo. It's good. Yeah. The guitars on this album are really good. There's a lot of just like little guitar noodling that yeah. makes it on the end. It's really awesome. In 67. I don't know whether that's Carl or someone yeah. else, but. I feel like around 67, maybe a little bit earlier, people figured out guitar tone. Like, yeah. And so like everything from that period is like, everything before that is kind of like, plain sounding for the most part like very like uh, not overdriven or anything and then like it gets to a certain point and it's like holy shit this is like everything's changing um i've been very into tone lately also that lyric about i have to live with five doctors just to keep me alive is like weirdly prescient and sad yeah for brian yeah yeah, I don't know. I like this one. This one's good. It's like kind of the same thing as Smiley Smile, where it's just like these two things mashed together, but I in think a way that better. sounds like a normal song. Yeah. As opposed See, to and that's what I didn't like really a weird hard cut. That's what I didn't like about Smiley yeah. Smile was the like it was hard edits, like hard cuts, and this yeah. one is very like gradual and and. You know. Yeah. All right. All right. Now to the back half. Now this next song was. A number uh, seventeen, I believe. Oh no, number nineteen hit. Huh. So this was this album charted for like a week and then disappeared. But this was a decent hit for them, which is honestly kind of impressive. Yeah. So this was the single that came off this album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, I, definitely I the why. most Beach Boys sounding song in terms of what they've already released. Yeah, I would say so. Like this could be a nineteen sixty five Beach Boys song. I don't. I'd say it is the most Beach Boysy one, but you can tell they've grown a lot for you know. I mean, yeah. there probably wouldn't be a single. Lead this is the most R and B one. Also, you can totally all. tell there's the detuned piano going on behind this. Yeah, it sounds good though. It sounds great, but is it's Carl obviously like kind of a different? Yeah, Carl lead. a different tone. Man, a lot of Carl leads on this one. I wasn't kidding. Uh, I think it was last time I talked about it. He, he really kind of takes lead in the band after Brian. And I love this. It's a good thing. Yeah, this is This is an probably the best song. Denny has drummed. Is this, this is how Blaine. Oh, this one is not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. That's this... why. They couldn't let Denny do this. 
It's so good. Yeah. Oh, I love. I'm. I'm wondering if they recorded the. Well, you said on the Wild Honey they recorded the vocals live. I assume with the rest of the band playing. I think so. I'm not sure. I wonder if they did that on a lot of them. I don't know. Yeah. That's a good question. There's a little, like on the Super Deluxe version, there's a little bit of, there's like only two vocal track things. So yeah. I think they did record most of them live. Yeah. Like I were, like that. You know, not as separate It, it sounds like that. Um, yeah. And I've always preferred that in an album because you can Me definitely too, tell yeah. when it's, because you get like nice, like raw vocal takes like this and they sound amazing. Yeah. Because you're like listening to the band actually play it and jiving with them. The song is amazing. The brass on this album is really amazing, yeah. too. Oh, I'm it's, a sucker for horns. It's subtle, yeah. but it's good. It's very revolver. All right, I'd love just once to see you. I'm doing things and I'm doing the Brian song. Yeah. This is the most Brian song on here, probably. I think so, actually. Like, it's only him singing, and it's written by him. I like that it's acoustic. I like the guitar tone I like great. the two acoustics playing right now. Yeah. Like panned in both ears. It's really good. Oh. That's one of my weirdly very favorite Beach Boys lyrics ever. What we the I rinsed up the dishes or and yeah, and cleaned out the sink like a busy bee. I don't know why. Yeah. It's I good. Just fucking love it. It's good. I just wanted you to. I like that too. This, this song is amazing. Yeah. Is this a song I'm so thinking of? So this is the first of a few of Brian. Brian goes on a little like two-year thing of writing slice of life songs. Yeah. That are like a really purposeful pivot from his super orchestrated, you know, grand surfs up style yeah. songs um we haven't heard surfs up yet but people have been talking about so yeah so this is one of those and i love it it's good lyrics yeah, about doing really the dishes good. is fantastic yeah i love that and it's got a great low-key kind of boogie going yeah. on i like here. that like I'd it's a weirdly danceable song for it just being a bunch of acoustic guitars yeah. and him talking about singing the yeah. Singing about doing the dishes. I'd love to see you nude is my favorite thing in that see song because it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Pretty good. Yeah. Here comes the night. Do you think they wrote this after Here Comes the Sun because they were like, oh, we'll do a response. Yeah, yeah. Another Brian lead. This song one's good. Is really good. Yeah. The piano on this album is the amazing. Piano is so good. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if it's cool if, if it's I like it because it's detuned or if it's just they're playing it. Really it's also well. just a nice sounding it's, piano. It's but, very good. Yeah, it has to be like an upright or something. It's I not a grand. I think it would be an upright. Yeah, yeah. it I, sounds like an upright. I really if it's like, a grand, they recorded it really weirdly. Yeah, I really like it the sound of little upright piano. pianos. Yeah, like agreed. That might be the most pretentious thing I've ever said in my life. <laughs> eh, that's okay. We'll get to the end of the chorus at least. It's good. Yeah. 
Yeah, man. That's that, good. That's what you pay a session bass player for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for that little fill. It's really badass. Man. Is there a more interesting part to the song? I don't think so. It might just no. be this like three times in a Which row. Which I'm fine Which with I dig. That. This album's so simple, but it is so insanely listenable. So, yeah. yeah. I like it a lot. I like that thing yeah, he's doing with that. his voice there. Do, All do, right. do, do, do. Let the wind blow. Yeah. yeah. It's a really great. This has some great Brian leads, man. More Brian and then a little bit of Mike on here singing. Not a lot of Mike so far. Like, there's a few, but I feel like he's more yeah, prominent. Yeah, that's in true. Other. He's not singing a ton. Basically, only sings on songs with Brian, kind of. This might be the one I'm not crazy about. Ooh, I really like. I like this. Well, song. we'll wait until I like we get one into part it. that's coming up a lot. This part's just kind of fine, but. Yeah, I think this is the one I wasn't crazy about. Paul and Snow. They live in California. I mean, we've talked about the snow here in Anaheim. It's crazy when it snows in Anaheim. Everything just goes, gosh, shit. There was this girl who I went to first grade with, and she was in our class most of the year. Interrupt me when it gets to the part you like. Um, and she moved to California, and all of our class wrote her a letter. And I was she like, She moved to California from California? Wait, hold on. You went uh, to first grade in Anaheim, sorry, and she, she moved to... She moved to a different I mean, part. I know we always talk about how Anaheim is, like, better than the rest of California. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just... It's its own little thing. Yeah. Anaheim, right. USA. I hear you. Uh, yeah. But just she moved... like Disney, USA. Exactly. So she moved, and all the class wrote her a letter. Yeah. But, um... And I was like, I don't know what the fuck to write. It snowed here. You don't have snow there. I like the snow. And then she wrote me a letter back that was like, it snows here. Yeah, and that, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I was just really what, upset that... did she move that, to, like, Sacramento or something? Something like, some bullshit like that. Probably you know, Tijuana. Anaheim is in what they call the snow belt of California. Yeah. It just <laughs> snows part in... part of the country that gets yeah. a lot of snow, yeah. Never snows at Disneyland, though. That's true. That's very true. All right, I backed us up a couple secs, so we okay. can... This part. It's probably the most interesting part of it, and that organ in the back is good. Earth. It's very jammy. Yeah. Again, let the bees make honey. Let it's all good. In our like fourth B reference of the album, which is kind of awesome that lyrically they keep it up the whole time. Yeah, they keep talking about bees. It's kind of dope. All right, more of the same. And then some acoustic guitar in the background. All right, how she boogalooed it. This is the first Beach Boys song written with no Brian Wilson input. Ooh, ever. He played on it, but a Carl lead too. Yeah, I was gonna. I like this one. Yeah, it's a good song. It's a really good Carl lead again. Yeah. That that the, guitar oh, there is that, super like good. jangly electric playing chords is good. Yeah. I like this one. It's groovy. Would you There's say no drums, but you I'm air boogaloo drumming. to it? I'd say I did the boogaloo. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, that guitar was great. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've been in the search for like great guitar tone lately. This is some great guitar this tone. This is some excellent guitar tone. Oh, and, the and then the solo. organ coming in. It's, oh. That song's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Do people still listen through when we go track by track? They I have better because it's the best part of the damn show. You think it's so? Great music. I mean, it's great music, but like a lot of the time, we're, we just let the music play and then we go, yeah. This album is tough. I took almost no notes on this album. I took no notes. Just on this because album. I listened my to only it, note yeah. on all the songs is fucking great, and then next song, like I have all nothing right. to say. They're just great songs, basically. So, all right, all right. And Mama says. Mama says yes. The final this is track. the one I think was from Smiley Smile. Oh, interesting. Okay. Am I right? You you are. I, and I it's because how the fuck do you know that? Because it's the health thing. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That being said, this song fucking rules. It is really good. I'm glad you like it. I thought you might hate the vocal tag, but This is the only I think this is the only a cappella song that I like them doing. I'm maybe the only music fan who dances to acapella only because yeah. I tried for a second and I was like, I don't know how to do this. It's good though. It is it is a good vocal take on the end. Nah, this is good. This is really good. I listened to this one like four times. <laughs> and that is an amazing end to that album. Yeah. Poof. Yeah. It, it yeah, that is a great song. So that song, you remember Vegetables from the last record? I do. That Mama says was originally like in the middle of Vegetables. Huh. Yeah. It's like, it's it, a similar thing. It was like thing, a yeah. weird hard cut and then they went into that like that part. But in the original version, it's like just the one verse. And yeah. so I'm like strangely glad that, you know, Smile Never, just because I mean, the long version of yeah. Mama Says is so good. I like Vegetables and I like Mama Says, so I'm glad they did not mix them. Because I don't think but I would have liked it as much together, as together, it's also really good. It's weird. Smiles, goddammit. It makes for a weird, it hurts my yeah. head being like there's three versions of a song and they're all equally great, but all like I don't want any of them to not have existed. Eh, okay. In whatever alternate universe that is. Um, so that's Wild Honey. Yeah. I have a couple a couple notes and also a few B-sides I want to play you. Okay. My first note is just that, so despite the fact that it didn't sell well at all, at the time it actually got a pretty good critical reception. Right. Most critics were kind to it. I think like the meanest thing that was said was Rolling Stone was like, it's just kind of a shrug, but it's also yeah. definitely not bad. Were they cruel to be kind? Yeah, right. But there were like straight up quite a few good reviews saying oh the beach boys are good again that's weird yeah. that that happened so quickly <laughs> kind of thing yeah. but fans like or music buyers however you want to put it were just still so like angry that it wasn't smile because capital kept promising smile yeah for like three years after this which also fucked them over i bet is they kept saying smile's gonna come out sometime though and then it never did obviously um and this is just such a hard, like, right turn, even more than Smiley Smile from anything the Beach Boys had done before. Yeah. And so 
May may I ask what song did you think I was gonna say was the one that I thought was originally gonna be on Smile? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if I had. You're just surprised that I called it. I guess I'm just surprised that you guessed. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I would have guessed maybe like Country Air or something. Yeah. Or maybe a thing or two, like one of the kind of slower song. Yeah. Yeah. I am surprised that I'm impressed. Good job. Thank you. I'm very smart. Although I like that you used all the context clues to get there. Yeah. So, um, but by, in 1974, it was reissued. They reissued, like, all of their late 60s albums um, on these double LPs, which I actually have, but not with me. I would bring it in to show you. It's kind of a cool way to do it. But, um, and, like, when that came out, people were pretty much On board. Like, yeah. 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 Um, So, what's, I have a couple of interesting, it's annoying to me, although unavoidable, that we, can't stop talking about the goddamn Beatles on this show, but there's a annoying? lot of really because it's the Beach Boys, man. Not the Beach. I don't like talking about the Beach Boys only in relation to the Beatles. Well, we're not. We're talking about the Beatles in relation to the Beach Boys. It's kind of tired to me, but okay. So this album, and I agree. I don't think they should be compared. They're very different. Yeah. yeah. So last week when I was talking about how basically all of their late '60s albums are either before or after like that sound was popular yeah you know like they never hit a movement on its head that's not a right way to put it yeah we know what you meant yeah yeah. so this album somehow does both at the same time because the r&b thing is late it's not r&b though okay but that idea like it sounds very revolver ish in terms of having the horns and having those kind of songs on there like it yeah all right it sounds super that uh, like that kind of era of music but it's also it also reminds me a lot of some white album kind of stuff i can the fact that it's a lot simpler and stripped back but not like smiley smile where it's like one instrument on a song yeah you know but it's just like a raw version raw vocal takes and like yeah 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 like it's just kind of interesting to me that they sort of they were doing a passe purposefully out of the mainstream thing but also if they had done it like a year later people would have been like oh you're copying the beach boys or the beatles i mean yeah so you know they just can't catch a break at this point and that's fine because it's you know 50 years later so i don't need to be angry about it (laughs) they're all millionaires they really can't yeah uh would you like to hear some b-sides sure okay this is if we make it quick days I have to make it quick. Yeah. Alright. I got a hot date. I believe this is another Bruce lead. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I like the piano on it. Yeah, Lonely Days is okay. It's Nothing special. Yeah, no, I mean it's no I don't know. Yeah, I don't like it that much. Uh, the piano was really good though cool cool water which sounds to me like a it's not it sounds like a smile-ish outtake to me yeah this sounds, sounds very, very smiley smile, smile or yeah. smile era okay but when it gets into it though sorry i thought it was just gonna be this the whole time no it's a great intro though
Okay. It's a longer intro than I remember, maybe. It's very long. It is long. I told you to make this quick, and uh, you've done exactly the opposite. All right, yeah. Take out that intro, and I, I dig this. No, I love the intro. This is cool. This to me, so this, how many more B-sides? A couple more. Okay. Do you have so, that take where Brian's talking about how bad the piano yeah, sounds? that's coming up. Okay. So that's from Can't Wait Too Long. I can play that right now. This piano is so terrible. <laughs> I love Brian's, like, shy know, voice. Man, me too. All right. We'll skip forward a bit to the actual. Okay. Yes. I like this. But like, so it's a 24 minute record and I kind of get they were kind of treat, keep it like thematic, but this cool, cool water and this last one I'm going to play in a sec, all could have been on that record and it would have been like 35 minutes long. Yeah. They're, they're all, I think, well worthy of being. Leave that first one off that you played. Cool, cool. Oh, Lonely Days. No. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that off of there. But this, the other one, these three though. I would have, I would have enjoyed that. Here's Time to Get Alone. Yeah. It gets it's slow, but it's too. like it's got drive to it. Yeah, I already like it. I imagine there's. Mm, I like that a little bit less, but I still like enjoy it. Nope, now it got it came back around. I see what they're doing. So like those last three, I think I'm I'm really confused why they weren't on the record, honestly, because it was so short. I mean, they're they used to doing like these short ass albums. I imagine they're like too long, you know. But it would have been I don't know. Yeah, it would have been like 34 minutes. That's I don't know. So, but it's and those are B sides that like weren't released until the 2000s, which is just criminal. Because ooh, that is crazy. If you hear like it, you should go on your own time and just listen to all three of those full all the way through because they are all yeah. three like as good if not maybe better than a little bit of the stuff of Wild Honey. But yeah, okay. Yeah. So, Wild Honey, PJ, your final thoughts, and I'm going to need your rating. Yeah. Okay, so I do have thoughts that I have not – I've purposefully held back on saying what I think of the album mm-hmm. as a whole. Um, like, Well, like I said earlier, actually, it does not sound like the Beach Boys to me. It yeah. is a very – it is the first very, different. very not Beach Boysy album. And I love this album. Good. I, um, I'm. I thought I had uh, a inkling you yeah. would love this. I love the raw vocal takes. Um, I hate polished like, like I think the reason I hated the Beach Boys before because they were doing harmonies on er, on every one, and I have to imagine that they were doing it until it was like perfect. This one, it sounds oh, yeah. like they gave Carl the lyrics and were like just sing it. Yeah. And I like that a lot. Um, yeah. It sounds. You mentioned Three Dog Night earlier. It sounds like a band like the Kinks or like Three Dog Night or something. Like I would never have guessed this was a Beach Boys album, um, and I really enjoyed it. I I really really liked it. Uh, Good. And so my question for you is, 
what is the highest I've given an album besides Pet Sounds? I give Pet Sounds a 10. I believe four. you've given at least one a 7. You gave Smiley Smile a 7. Okay. This uh, one's got to be an 8 or a 9, man. Okay. What did yeah, I you give? you gave Smiley Smile a 7. What did I give today? And you gave today a 7 and Party a 7. Ooh, I should have. So seven is the highest you've ever gone. Don't. It's fine. We're gonna change our ratings at the end of this. Yeah, year. yeah. I mean, that's just a rough guide, basically. Yeah. But I'm gonna say, I gotta go. Ooh, I don't do want to go too high, but do a nine. Nine. I'm gonna yeah. do nine. It's a really, really good that's album. That's exactly what I'm I've, doing. Too. I listened to it's it like nine out of ten. four times today. This was this album was my entry point into latter era Beach Boys. Yeah. Like after hearing their early stuff and Pet Sounds, I heard this and went, "Holy shit! I need to like check out the rest of this." Their is a later really stuff, good album because um. And yeah, I didn't think I would say that about an album, um, like after Pet Sounds. Yeah, so I'm surprised. But yeah, this is a really fucking good album. There's, I'll probably yeah. listen to it in my car like once we leave right now. It is a fantastic record uh, that pretty much has like no. It has no bad songs. It like maybe has that one boring song. Although I even maybe disagree with you that that song's not good. I didn't um, say it was bad. It's just my blow. least favorite one. I yeah. wasn't crazy about it. The rest of them, I was listening to it, and I was like, this song is fucking great. And then the next yeah. one would come on and be like, this one, also yeah. fucking great. It's like, like I did yeah. I did the same thing you did. Didn't take any notes on it because I was <laughs> just like, just good. they're like, all good. What else are you going to say? Yeah. Yeah. I love so, I love the vocals on this. This is my favorite yeah. vocal album of theirs. I agree with you. Yeah. So, yeah, and uh, the second of their lo-fi record. So next time we're going to get into Friends, which has been described as their transcendental meditation record. I'm going to so hate it. So get excited for that and also get excited for PJ's. Charlie Manson. Charlie Manson. That's yeah. going to be the next episode. Both we're going to do both of those because that was all the same summer that that record came out. And I Charlie think I can do a whole episode on Charlie Manson. So. I'm not positive Friends needs a whole episode, so I think we're You we're think we're good? I think we're good throwing okay. that in there. Yeah. Perfect. It's as short as this one and if I we remember won't listen correctly, to whole songs? slight. It's ah. a slight record. Okay. There's lots of like it's like smiley smile without the actual good songwriting. <laughs> okay. You should remove that from the episode. I will not. Because I haven't re-listened to it for a few years. It's been like three or four years probably since I've listened to it. I remember not liking it, but okay, it was on a, you know, so I had the double album thing. Yeah. So I had Friends and Smiley Smile on a double album, and yeah. I remember going, Smiley Smile is great, and then Friends is like the same thing but not as good. Okay. But I might be wrong. You know, maybe I'll love it. Maybe I'll give it a 10 out of 10. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. So, yeah. All right. I think we should do for – for this episode this next episode we should do some transcendental meditation that's a good idea yeah. we're gonna have to get mantras first though you realize that right yeah you can't do tm without uh, a mantra man and I, <laughs> I think i got south bay surfer south bay surfer little do scoop yeah exactly all right all right this has been the Beach Boys Boys uh, for I've, another week. I've been your navigator uh, in this road trip in a woody. And I've been hanging off the sideboard, car surfing down the highway. Teen Wolf in it. That's right. Putting on my rollerblades and skitching out the side. 
Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. Until Thank next you. week, I've Catch been Catch you on the flip PJ. side of that wave. I'm Peter. And I'm PJ. <laughs> and I'm Pete. <laughs> and I'm PJ. And I'm Jibjira. You're Potter. And I'm Bashkabinamishpa. Eat a lot, sleep a lot, brush them like crazy. Run a lot, do a lot, never be lazy. Never be lazy, be lazy. Eat a lot, sleep a lot, brush them like crazy. Run a lot, do a lot, never be lazy. Oh.